Hello friends, welcome to another episode of the Dialogic Podcast with your dude, Jake J. Thomas, coming to you from Santa Cruz today in the space between Christmas and New Year's, the uh, time of reflection and weirdness. I just wanted to tell you a few things I've been thinking about, what I'm up to, some plans for the near future. Uh, It's raining and snowing. California is getting the water it needs for next year, which is good. Um, Shutting down the bike riding situation, so that's taking a little bit of a hiatus. And I'm just kind of enjoying hibernating a little bit, you know, just taking advantage of getting a little bit of rest, but I'm also getting super excited for what's coming up and I'm thinking about a few different things. So I think I'll start with the project that I am currently working on, which is, it's a series of photographs that I began when COVID began. And, you know, it's a strange thing, this pandemic, for me, I'm sure for you too, for everyone, it's a, an unprecedented thing in our lifetimes and um you know especially in the beginning it was especially strange and i felt pretty much immediately that none of the work that i was doing before really mattered or had the same relevance it seemed like all of a sudden everything started fresh there was it was impossible to tell what to do in terms of making content because people just uh uh-uh, uh uh-uh. okay good people were too upset about the whole situation to even know how to feel i think there was a period where There was a general, um, a general sense of generalized anxiety. People had existential fears and and realities. You know, it's hard to even put it back in perspective, but it's also hard to even really follow the timeline. I think it's, things have happened so fast and so much has, you know, it's not quite two years. We're coming up on, it'll be, um, it'll be two years in March, right? That's when California shut down. And I think that's kind of when I start the looking back. 
And so the first thing that felt right to me to photograph um, once we had locked down, immediately I wanted to be outside hiking solo away from people looking for looking for mental clarity looking for something to photograph looking for a way to calm myself and to focus my energies and to overcome any sort of emotional op so I just really took to hiking I was doing these really long long hikes 15 16 mile hikes you know every pretty much every day and uh, but the first thing that really and I remember even with those hikes it's like first I would hike up I just would walk up through campus to get to the trails um, up through UCSC and then eventually they shut that down and they started shutting everything down up there even even the bike path was shut down for a little bit and you had to get really either just sneaky or finding these there's there was always like one route through that you could take except for maybe there was a period of like 10 days I think it was probably this period last year hard to remember the timeline exactly but I think that that was the case I think it was around this time last year when they really shut it down so that you couldn't even walk on the bike path on campus to get up to the trails but I would just go out along the along West Cliff and then out Mission Extension and to the bike path out that way and then out to Wilder and then up through the mountains up that way and walking out that direction there was you know two main stretches where you would see the lines of campers RVs and it was you know that initial stage was pretty apocalyptic I remember just walking by seeing people nodded out smoking meth or heroin or who knows what just in broad daylight clinking glass pipes around and you know quietly arguing about who knows what and just walking through there was sketch it was like uh <clears throat> it was also a time that felt pretty lawless and you know just a surreal time a wild time a weird time huh but during that time a big part of what characterized the first phase of it for me was this feeling that music couldn't really reach me the only thing that really worked for me was podcasts because it was people who were talking about what was going on and people who were trying to get up the courage to keep going and and finding 
<clears throat> you know, finding the humor in it, finding the the irony in it, and making making content out of what was happening. So it was people like Andrew Schultz, Fighter and the Kid. You know, I remember uh, early on, Brendan Schaub. Uh, <clears throat> Brendan Schaub was definitely one of those uh, podcasting personalities who led the charge in a really good way. You know, and I think that he started a Thick Boy Bike Club. And that was... That was rad to see just people who make no excuses for themselves and just find a way to live no matter what. And that's inspiring to me. And that was the only thing that made sense to me during that first initial phase of the lockdown was to do whatever you could do. And for me, that meant being out on the trails. And so I would go out there and hike a bunch. And then I started mountain biking as well. And I would use that also as an opportunity to get out there to places where I'd want to photograph. And the first photograph I made that made sense to me during that time was a photograph of the full moon. And it was an absolutely gorgeous event. It was a full moon rise concurrent with the sunset and just one of those sunsets where it's just this magical otherworldly sculpture of clouds that light up for half an hour. You know, just insane gorgeous awe-inspiring sunset and I was up in upper camp or the bike path on campus at the huge meadow uh, with the one path that cuts through it and the the forest that lines the meadows and fills in the canyons where the creek water comes down and uh but that first moon made me realize that I was going I wanted to do a series of moons during COVID. And then that was how I was going to keep track of the time. Because we went into a different mode of time as well. It was a uh, you know, the calendar lost a lot of its meaning and things just became more survival based rather than keeping track of time and accounting. At least it was for me. Um, and so I chose the moon. I also chose the moon because it was a universal symbol. And I also chose the moon because I was helping 
my kid be online at school all day long and helping with assignments and whatnot, and then also doing the work that was available to me. You know, uh, marketing was an essential service. Media was an essential service. And it is an essential service because it is the connective tissue between businesses and the public. And without that, we, we don't have the capacity to thrive at the same level. Marketing and media are a big part of our lives. And I'm going to get to that more in the second part of today's rant. But first, I just wanted to take a quick trip back to that beginning of COVID because last year at this time, I felt like it was still such a uncertain, intense period of difficulty that it was not even time to reflect. It was more charge forward, charge forward, get it done, make it happen, figure it out, do the paperwork, find the work, just make it happen. You know, it was sheer will. And I think that we have reached a point where we're, we're still in that situation to a certain extent, April. Right. And so that's when I marked the end of that project. And then after that, there was California had its official reopening in June, but businesses were open again and business was able to move forward in April. And so I photographed 13 moons. To me, that was the first part that was its intense own chapter of world history. Those 13 moons were earth shifting. Everything changed during those 13 moons. And, you know, we had a new, we had a presidential election. We had race riots. We had a pandemic. We had the intensification of digital culture. We had the rise of cryptocurrency. The birth of NFTs. We had more racism than ever before. You know, it was a, a significant 13 moons. And so now I'm going back through, finally I'm taking the time to go back through and pull out those and put them together and I'm going to make prints of them. And for a lot of the moons, what I started to do, and I think the first one where I used this technique was in June, where I would do a long exposure. Um, and especially, you know, sometimes with, uh, I'm shooting with a 400 millimeter lens so I can get up closer to the moon, but also have some compositional elements in the landscape 
and uh, the long exposure generally you're trying to maybe you can do different things with the long exposure but it's like maybe uh, 30 seconds the stars will start to blur from their movement the moon moves a lot faster so that's going to start to blur maybe around 12 seconds or somewhere in that range and uh, so you generally are kind of doing long exposure that's not as long so that you can keep the moon sharply in focus but for these ones I would do longer exposure and then I would move the camera during the exposure and it would draw lines with the moonlight and then parts of the moon would still be in focus and so an another technique I developed was overexposing the moon a little bit but then moving the camera on the tripod just vertically or horizontally stops like boom 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 like pausing it during the exposure and so each place that the camera would pause it would impress the moon's image on that part of the exposure so you would it would look like maybe a line of six moons and because it was overexposed but each spot had that exposure for a portion of the overall exposure it created some pretty cool effects and then i would also sometimes i would shoot with the 24 to 105 lens and in doing that with the long exposure i could also zoom in and out and cause the moon to draw some different kinds of lines and what i found especially satisfying with that technique even though some people at, at first or you know on certain ones just some people i don't know you know there's always people who don't get it out there but i remember this one comment as i'm going through these i'm looking at the posts as they occur to my timeline and this person commented something like uh oh that's how mine turned out too i need to get a better tripod like they didn't get that i was doing it on purpose uh some people some people and not only, it's just funny when people are that I don't know I don't know ex exactly how to say it but that off when they're in their estimations or their judgment of your skill and your intention but I think it's pretty clear to most people what I'm up to with this series and the reason why it struck me as a good idea and then also felt good in the execution of the idea is because the moon was my way of counting the time of this transformational period and it was also it's a way of showing the surreality of the feeling of that time 
you know, when things were not just sharp and straightforward. And even though in my work in general, that was my main intention in this series, I wanted to express something of that surreality, the strangeness of the time, the uncanny and unsettling feeling of being in this dangerous zone of uncertainty, you know, not knowing what was going to happen with businesses, what was going to happen with schools, what was going to happen with hospitals, our families, there's a lot to try to process. And the surreality of these moon shots felt right to me. Okay, we're going to try this again. I just recorded about 30 minutes talking about why Instagram should be promoting cannabis influencers instead of censoring us and that recording somehow whited out. I don't know. Uh, I'm going to chalk it up to not understanding the tech and not yikes the alternative but anyways this is a test see if I learned a little bit more about the tech and if I'm going to be able to say what I want to say about Instagram which is we should be holding Instagram to their word Instagram recently released their upcoming trends for 2022 and nothing shockingly new uh, but a couple of things that were kind of confusing to me or revealing one being that they are very much focused on Generation Z as their target demographic and you know you if you know anything about marketing you know that generation z is the generation most likely to be buying things through instagram because they have been basically groomed from childhood to use social media as it has evolved um they also claim that social justice influencers will get priority and that will be one of the trends that Instagram is going to push. Social justice influencers. And yet they censor cannabis accounts. Now, how do you square that on Instagram? Uh, let me just be transparent in saying that my business uses social media, depends upon social media, and so I'm not critiquing it to suggest that it should go away. I'm s simply stating that we should expect more from social media, that they should live up to their promise 
they should stick to their word and part of that would be to end the ban on cannabis accounts we don't need you to tell us that cannabis is bad by censoring our accounts that only validates the claims that were falsely used to imprison so many people of color throughout this country during the past 50 years and if you do care about social justice in this country then you should be promoting the advocacy of cannabis as a legal recreational in performance enhancing drug and you should be promoting the benefits of it as an alternative to alcohol or opiates and you should be foregrounding people who are doing the good work of changing cannabis policy instead of hiding behind the claim that Instagram can't allow the sale of drugs on its platform. But that's not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to sell drugs. We're promoting cannabis. We're promoting cannabis brands, cannabis products, cannabis lifestyle. It's a better lifestyle, Instagram. And it's a more just way of dealing with our nation that if people are going to be allowed to drink themselves into a blackout and you can post that on Instagram all day there's plenty of alcohol based accounts they don't get shadow banned but you can't talk about the benefits of cannabis you're a hypocrite Instagram right now Instagram is speaking out one side of its mouth and lying out the other and so we should continue to use social media but as things progress as we move towards a thing they're calling the metaverse which is just nothing that will ever be able to replace your lived experience as they seem to be rushing headlong towards the promotion of the metaverse if you care about social justice as you claim you do then promote cannabis accounts that's it for now till later peace jake j thomas Dialogic Podcasting. Boom. Till next time.